Welcome to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. In this podcast series, every two weeks, host Audrey Dove shares with you a new topic related to innovation and its impact for the legal world, with a special focus on intellectual property. My guest today is Ayuko Nemoto, partner at Sonderhof and Einzel Law and Patent Office in Tokyo. Ayuko has a strong expertise in Japanese IP law from copyright to trademark with a U.S. perspective. She has analyzed in depth the application of artificial intelligence and its IP legal aspects in Japan. And this will be our main focus today, to understand the last legal developments in this jurisdiction and the initiative of its government. And remember that Japan remains one of the world leaders in technology and robotics, as confirmed by the last Global Innovation Index of the World IP Organization. Hayuko, as you know, with the boom of artificial intelligence in all industry sectors, more and more creative works and inventions are the results of non-human works, so to speak. AI systems are already being used to compose music and write news, and the volume and the diversity of content generated in these ways is likely to grow exponentially over the next few years. Is mission-driven creativity disruptive of traditional IP doctrines for you? Yeah, we see a boom of AI in Japan too. It is true that AI has been recently creating songs, literature, news, and art. And here in Japan, a computer wrote a novel the day a computer writes a novel which passed the first round of screening for the Nikkei Hoshishinch Literary Award competition. Because traditional IP doctrines are not meant to cover machine-driven creativity, it's true there is some confusion as to how that AI's creativity should be treated. So in particular, are the results generated by artificial intelligence eligible to legal protection under Japanese law? So we need to think of a key issue you raised whether intellectual property rights should be granted to AI-generated work. We need to understand that there are two different categories of AI-generated work. And what are these works? Some of the results which are generated by AI, but AI is used by a human as a tool. The other are the results autonomously generated by AI with a human's creative contribution. We call this AI-created work. Generally and traditionally, if the results are generated by AI, but a human uses the AI as a tool, such results are eligible to legal protection under Japanese law. But what's the status of artificial intelligence-generated works? If the work is autonomously created by AI, generally such results are not protected under the current Japanese law. Such AI-created work was not considered as a kind of the enactment of the intellectual properties laws of Japan. And do you have an example in mind? Sure. Uh, for example, with respect to copyright, 
A copyrightable work under the current Copyright Act of Japan is defined as a protection in which thoughts and sentiments are expressed in a creative way. AI-created work does not meet the thought or sentiment requirement, and therefore it's not copyrightable. And what about patents and, and designs? Only an actual person can be protected as a right holder under the current Patent and Design Act of Japan. And thus, AI-created work cannot be protected. However, as you mentioned, AI-created work has become a real possibility, and there is a discussion that such AI-created work should be protected in order to give some incentive to the developer or owner of AI. Thus, whether and how we should change the current legal regime is being discussed in the Japanese government and elsewhere in Japan. So AI could be considered itself as an author in Japan with creative intent? No, actually, under the current Japanese law, AI cannot be considered itself as an author with a creative intent. Only an actual person can be considered an author and protected under Japanese law. Okay, so should we look into the developer or owner of the program, the individual who set the parameters? Yes, we should be looking whether a human used AI as a tool and created the output. If he or she used AI as a tool, such person can be protected. The question is when we can consider that a human used AI as a tool. So subcommittees of the IP Strategy Headquarters Cabinet Office of the Japanese government issued reports in 2016 and 2017 and analyzed this issue. If a human has one creative intent and two, creative contribution to obtain specific results in the course of the creation, then he or she used AI as a tool. But what about the creative intent? Creative intent can easily be found if he or she uses a computer system and has intent to create a result with some expressions. Mm -hmm. Whether the individual had a creative contribution to the work would be assessed on a case-by-case -case basis depending on whether his or her instruction is simple or more involved with the work. If the individual's involvement is limited to, for example, only pushing a button or choosing an AI-generated work from several AI-generated works, it is likely that Japanese courts would determine there was no creative contribution by such individual. Mm -hmm. So does it make a difference whether artificial intelligence is used by a human being only as a tool, or if the owner of the AI device set the parameters, but the output is unpredictable or autonomous? Another issue is when there is creative intent and creative contribution, who will be the author? Who is eligible to the copyright, the user or the developer? According to the Cabinet Office's report, the user of that computer system is normally considered to be the author who creatively contributed to the creation of the specific results. On the other hand, the developer or owner of the program cannot be a copyright holder because the program in the computer system was used by users as a tool to create their work. 
and it cannot be considered that the developer or owners of that program created the work. So we often hear about issues uh, about whether or not AI-generated content can be copyright protected. What about patents and trademark protections? For a patent, if the AI-generated content is created by a human using the AI as a tool, such content is patentable. If the content is generated autonomously by the AI, such content is not patentable. AI programs and learning models can be protected as an invention of programs if other requirements under the Patent Act are met. Also, the methods of machine learning may be patentable as an invention of method because the developer or owner can be protected for their AI programs, learning models, and methods of machine learning. The government's current position is that there is no need to protect AI created work as a patent under the Patent Act. Uh, what could you tell us about trademarks? Not many discussions are ongoing, but unlike copyright and patent, Japanese government considers an AI created trademark can be protected if the trademark meets the requirements under the Trademark Act of Japan. Ayuko, when is an AI-generated content eligible for such protection? And for you, what are the pros and cons? Well, the benefits of obtaining a patent for the AI-created work is that one can use the patent exclusively for 20 years if the work is registered as a patent. The demerits of obtaining a patent is that an application and registration are required and requirements for registration, such as novelty and inventiveness, must be met, which is different from a copyright, where an author of the work can obtain a copyright without any application or registration process, if the requirements under the Copyright Act are met. Mm -hmm. What about the enforcement of the rights? Even if you obtain the patent right, enforcing your right against a third party would be costly. And regarding the trademark, similar to patents, trademarks are required to be registered. An almost permanent protection is one of the benefits of having a registered trademark. But the owner of the trademark will have to go through the registration and application requirements. So the intersection between AI and IP is often assessed from an output perspective. However, AI tools use input data for machine learning purposes, but which legal issues can arise when input data is covered by IP protection and can protected input data contaminate the output of AI tools? Okay, so if the AI-generated work is similar to input data, the author of the input data could argue that the AI-generated work infringes the copyright of the author of the input data. Whether the AI-generated work infringes the copyright of the input data depends on 1. How heavy the AI-generated work relies on the input data and 2. How much the AI-generated work is similar to the input data. The Cabinet Office's 2017 report suggested one possible idea that if the input data is kept as data in the form of creative expression, 
or if the input data can be accessed through the data for running. We can determine the AI-generated work relies on the input data and similarity should be accessed for the next step. If the input data is not in the form of a creative expression, but obstructed and fragmented, we would determine that the AI-generated work does not rely on the input data. Hmm. Also, who should be responsible for infringement by artificial intelligence creative words? AI itself cannot be the object for damage claims or injective remedies, but how about users and or developers of the learning model? We can easily imagine that it would be tough for users if they always need to be responsible for infringement by AI-created work, even when the user's involvement with such work is limited or they didn't have an intent to infringe third parties' IP rights. Mm -hmm. Talking about IP rights, uh, do you think that contracts help secure these rights in an AI context? And if so, how? Yes, uh, contracts would certainly help secure IP rights in an AI context. Laws and regulations are currently unclear as to who will obtain what rights in an AI context. We don't have many court proceedings as to this point either. Thus, to set up specific rules between parties and a contract would better protect your company. This is especially true when the transaction is a cross-border transaction where multinational companies are involved. Could you share an example? For example, our firm recently advised one of our clients, an AI consulting firm, on their foreign contract and created a license agreement that is favorable for them. To protect their learning models, we made it clear that the rights to the learning models should be retained by the client. We set restrictions on the counterparty's behavior and limited our client's liabilities. If your company is to receive some input data, a representation and warranty clause on such input data would protect you as well. Thank you for this practical advice. And what's the position of the government on this? Recently, Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry of Japan issued contract guidelines regarding the use of AI and data. The guidelines pointed out that there was no established contract practice on this topic and suggested that to make the rights and obligations of both parties clearer, the parties should have IP-related provisions and the provision on the liabilities and responsibilities of both parties in the terms of use for a commercial agreement. What about the IP-related provisions? A party should think about which stage they are in, what data will be used, and what kind of results will be created and draft a proper contract for each transaction. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the future, probably a near future. What are the legal disputes related to AI that you would anticipate in Japan? Mm -hmm. uh, from an IP perspective, uh, the possible legal disputes would be one, who owns the IP rights to the AI-created work? And two, whether there is infringement by the AI-generated work or infringement by the AI itself. More generally, 
who's responsible for the accidents or damages incurred due to AI would also be a huge issue for business relying on AI on a daily basis because AI is not perfect. There is significant risk of legal disputes occurring. Risk assessment and having protective measures in place will be critical in preventing and dealing with such legal disputes. Okay, so that's just the beginning. The legal mm -hmm. regime related to AI-generated work seems to vary uh, across borders. Uh, the US and Germany have previously made rulings that the only thing that can be created and protected by copyright are those that have been created by humans. In the UK, the law is rather different and allows for an AI-inclusive approach to copyright. Can you guide us, thanks to your international experience, Ayuko, through the major differences between legal treatment of AI under IP law in Japan and maybe also even in other Asian markets? Okay, regarding the legal standpoint on AI-created work, UK is exceptional. But there is no big difference between Japan and other countries, including China and South Korea, because each country doesn't have a specific law on AI-created work. AI itself cannot be a right holder of the copyright in these countries. Copyright law itself differs by countries. And do you have an example? In Japan, we could use copyrighted work for wide range of machine learning, in EU, it is only for the properties of scientific research. This difference is an advantage for Japan as we get to use copyright work for AI with the permission of the owner of the copyright. It seems also that the Japanese government is pretty active on this subject, right? Yes, uh, the Japanese government already started discussing the relationship between AI and IPOs several years ago. And the discussion status is advanced compared to other countries because of Japan's aging population, which makes us think we need to develop AI for a better life. Interesting. So I have a last question uh, for you, Ayuko. Could you share with us your secret? How do you keep up with tech innovation? And do you have references or tips to share with our brand new listeners? Actually, we often learn from our clients who use AI technologies. In Japan, various industries are now interested in AI and legal issues come up when they start new businesses. Such clients' legal questions, needs and requests make us consider and research on new technologies and new legal issues. Of course, checking and sometimes attending governmental and or industrial bodies' discussion helps us to keep up with trends in the industries and clients' legal issues. Could you share with us uh, maybe one or two examples? Okay, uh, our farm represents AI consulting firms uh, as mentioned, and other companies which use AI technologies such as e-commerce companies, pharmaceutical companies, and automobile companies. And we can learn from them. And also, I do some research by reading some articles, checking websites, or reading some related materials. I'm a member of the Japan Pharmaceutical Industry Legal Affairs Association, and the members of the subcommittee of the association have discussed AI technologies, which are used for the pharmaceutical industries, such as AI used for marketing, customer supports, and discovering new drugs. 
Another example I come up with is that we sometimes go to the client's place and learn how their business works. When we consulted with these AI consulting firms, we actually went to the client's place and learned that from their website and their systems. We learned how they use their data and how they created technologies from them. That's essential for me as an IP lawyer. Thank you very much, Ayuko. Thank you, Audrey. My guest today was Ayuko Nemoto, partner at the Japanese firm Sonderhof and Einzel, who shared her expertise about the application of artificial intelligence and its IP legal aspects in this jurisdiction. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for future episodes of Brand and New, a podcast from the International Trademark Association. If you liked this episode and think someone else would too, please share it. And to learn more about INTA, please visit INTA.org. Mm-hmm.